So today we're doing a bit of a side story because I had a fun slash weird idea for something involving Monster of the Week in space. So we're doing Monster of the Week in space and it's going to be fun. So let's go around and introduce our characters. Starting with Shan, because Shan, I know you have a whole thing for yourself. So go. Hello. My name is Neldo. You do not know what planet I am from. You do not know what species I am. And that's okay. That's all Neldo has to say. Outside of that, I have been used as muscle. I have been used as the pretty face. I have been all over the galaxy doing pretty much whatever I can and whatever needs to be done in order to survive. And I'm very excited to be working with everyone here. We've been working together for a while, I believe. How long? Who knows? I'm not keeping track of time. I'm Neldo. And what playbook are you using? Cough, cough, cough. I am using the monstrous playbook. Yeah, that's a fun one. There's some weird stuff in there. It's very fun. Alright, so who else do we have? Let's not all go at once. Or are we frantically trying to come up with character names? I have a character name. I was coming up with part for design, so... Oh yeah, also helps to describe what your character looks like. Oh, I can do that really quick. Yeah. According to the looks on each lit, on like the list that they gave us, now going into more detail, I'm mysterious with an energetic aura and stylish clothes. I love the description options on there. It's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like the monsters, they're like half human, half monster. So you can definitely see, if not half human, then like half humanoid. You can see those aspects of me like, but part, I just look a little, I look like a marble statue. But when you touch my skin, it kind of molds to your hand like clay. And then as you remove your hand, it kind of comes back up. I have black eyes, like completely, except for the white pupils in the very center. I have one horn that stretches out from the top of my head as if I were a unicorn. And I am wearing, I guess you could say what I'm doing is wearing stylish clothes. I've got a beautiful belt on, but nothing else because I don't need to wear anything else because I have no discernible genitalia or anything to cover up. <laughs> I feel like there's usually whenever you're in a space parched a wide berth. <laughs> Anybody asks me about like what species I am, I say I'm very mysterious about it because I don't know and no one else knows because I don't look like anything else. Okay. I'm here for this. Does Neldo ever when someone's like, what species are you? Do they just sort of go, yes. <laughs> it's yes. It's what species aren't I? You know, it's that yes. kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, bud. Or what do you think? What do I think? Um, no, I'll say, another response could be, what do you think? Or if it's going to make them really uncomfortable, well, what do you want me to be? <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> watch them run away. <laughs> That's how Nelda gets people to run away. They flirt. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> So Alexis, tell us about your character. Okay, a moment. Well, you process just what? Yeah, because it it sounds like their skin is like a non-Newtonian fluid, so like in the shape of humanoid. I maybe with the horns, just ooh, either very funny or very scary. I'm not sure which. I'm actually, for some reason, I'm now imagining um like Odo. <laughs> DS9 <laughs> but instead of trying to look more human to make people more comfortable just the opposite to make people uncomfortable I made myself look like that fake thing that went around Tumblr for a long time where it was just like why are humans afraid of wide eyes and, bla- and pitch black eyes and like big mouths and long fingers that's kind of just picture that I look like a nightmare but also beautiful. <laughs> That's combination. <laughs> yeah, that is. Okay, so I am Malaya. I use she, her pronouns. She's an adult with sort of futuristic, but definitely gothic clothes, but looks relatively normal, except for... You've never seen her blink And no matter what she's wearing, whether it's lounging clothes or, like, you've sworn, like, even, like, in the middle of the night, she wears them to sleep. She's wearing them all the time. They're these, this set of ear wrap earrings. And they have three red dangling gemstones on them. One at the top of the ear cuff, one about behind the ear, and one where the lobes are. And you've never seen them removed. But when weird things happen, those gems start to glow. And I am playing the spooky. Nice. Spooky's a fun class. Yeah. And Casey. Okay, so I will be playing Eileen Monroe. That's I-L-Y-E-E-N, Eileen Monroe. Looks-wise, Eileen's probably the most normal of these three interesting characters, except for the fact that on her left cheek, she has three claw marks across it. Mm. Sometimes it happens when you deal with monsters. Yeah. And also, just with her at all times, she carries... An iron sword, a flamethrower, and a shotgun. Pretty much at all times. Fair enough. So we are going full on that adventure party. Then whenever people walk, you walk by people, they're just like, what the hell? And just, nope, 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 nope. You walk into a room, they're like, nope, out, bye, nope. I have a request. Okay. Instead of having a separate sword... Could my arm turn into, like, a sharp, fleshy sword? I hate the way you phrase that, Mm. but yes. (laughs) Great. 
That reminds me of something. What does that remind me of? There's a bit of a cliche of things that aren't quite human that can just turn their hands into weapons. Oh, yes, yeah, Soul Eater. You can't disarm me. Okay, Soul Eater. Okay, yeah, no, continue. <laughs> you can't disarm me. Oh, wait, you just took my arm off, jerk. <laughs> like it won't grow back. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, when my limbs get cut off, they turn into like those nasty things from the thing, and then they crawl their way back to me. I love horror, so just ignore me. <laughs> so another part of the setup, now that we've introduced ourselves, you should have things for your history, which is how you are connected, different ways that you could be connected to each other. And you pick one for each person. I think for Eileen, I tried to kill you. <laughs> but okay. how did you stop me from killing you? Part of me wants to go flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, shotgun shell to the sternum. (laughs) They're fluid, though, so... Well, not fluid. That still can't hurt. It can't feel good. Just gets absorbed. I have, like, this kind of... My skin is very... It's... Yeah, but it still is susceptible. Yeah, it's very pliable. Okay. But it's still susceptible to, like, physical damage. Just not as much as the average person. Then, I guess this would kind of include also Eileen. And Malaya, if you're cool with this, I have this idea that I met you and maybe you even potentially joined us because I, me and Eileen maybe saved you from another creature that was similar to me. It was like me, but the whatever the alien that is going around, you know, having children mated with another kind of creature so it wasn't like humanoid it was more of like a monster more monstrous than me that's an idea that i had because it says that's one of my options here on the playbook is that i saved you from another of my kind maybe something more fluid that instead of being just like slightly pliable when touched would just absorb people yeah like an ooze almost like it could wrap around you and try to eat you but we'd be stopped. An ooze that was better at pretend that could pretend to be human, but not really. <laughs> it can pretend to be the shape of a human, and then it would just devour a human and think like an oblux from D D. Yeah. I hate those so much. Have you ever seen one of those shoved into a giant Trask skeleton that's made up of parts from a bunch of different Trasks and far too many teeth? <sighs> it's just going to be between me and you, then maybe that's how we met, and then we could have met Eileen together separately through another through other Okay, whichever. Eileen just got there to deal with the thing and found out you had already dealt with the thing. It's like, oh, I was going to use my flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it and wanted to break it in. Also, what? <laughs> So, if y'all are okay with that, that is your two connections. What about for Eileen or Malaya? Part of the reason why Malaya decided to go with Eileen 
when she approached them, approached her and Naldo with the idea with yeah joining is Malaya has some issues with her powers and controlling the dark side of them and so she's hoping Eileen will be able to help with that and then I would say Fernaldo, the time you tried to save me <laughs> there might have been a time where I didn't realize that there were two different beings that were just somewhat similar so I think I used my powers on you once Let's see you was it for selfish reasons? I mean, I would probably say no, <laughs> but... You can also, like, tweak a, a little bit if you have an idea, but it doesn't exactly fit. Yeah, um, I did hex you. Okay. I used hex on you, so you got probably, like, some sort of disease from it. <laughs> I don't think it was permanent, because, like, once I realized that you were helping me, and once we killed the other thing, I tried to minimize it, so maybe you had, like, a bad head cold, it turned out, for a week or so. Yeah, it went from, like, having pneumonia to just really bad allergies. Yeah. What a wild <laughs> way to find out you have a respiratory system, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's that you definitely knew that was me. That was that Malaya did that. Yeah, I wouldn't even be mad. I don't think. You're pretty sure that beings like you don't have the ability to do that. Also, I have lungs. Yeah. <laughs> or some respiratory system. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just picturing you taking them to the like to a doctor, you know, that deals with <laughs> weird beings to the doctor just being like What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, like what I... am I supposed to do with this? They're like, I have to examine you. I'm like, oh okay, let me see if I can find them. And then I pull open my chest so you can just see my respiratory system. Does this help? <laughs> <laughs> And then the doctor just leaving. They're like, nope, just can't. Um, can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, just, just, um, okay. <laughs> Trying to keep it professional, and then as you left, you just scream. <laughs> but you've been to that nurse since then. She's actually, it's like, now that I've gotten over the initial bout of what the living hell you're actually fascinating because what the actual hell <laughs> look I can take these little rocks out of my mouth and then I just hold out a tooth <laughs> Naldo Naldo <laughs> what did Naldo, I tell you about that you need to leave the teeth in the mouth oh teeth right do you eat things you need those to eat <laughs> My question is, how much is Eileen regarding hiring these two right now? I mean, you know. I haven't done mine yet, so I think with uh, Malaya, it perfectly ties into student apprentice ward or child. So we're gonna go with student adjacent. Okay, yeah. Fernaldo! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
I'm trying to think of why you would want to kill me, and there are two potential ones that I could pick. So, Shan, I want to get your uh, your input on this. You can either know some of my dark secrets, but have agreed to keep quiet, or we're both previously members of an eldritch group now disbanded. So we can be former cult members together, or you can know something terrible about me. I would love for us to be former cult members. It's so funny if you took the cult kind of seriously, and I was just in it for the vibes. I was like, man, these guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing some wild stuff out there. <laughs> and then you met again later, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I got because with the cult, you had a hood on, so it just you didn't really recognize each other outside of the cult. Because also, cult, you had like masks on. It's all about you know secret, creepy things. You are all one under the one. Ask why they left, and then I'll tell you why I left. To be serious for a second, I do think that if I was part of this cult, then I was maybe hoping that it would somehow be connected to my origins. Uh huh. Once I realized that this is just a totally different thing, I was like, I, I should probably, I should get out of here. I don't really, I'm not, a, I'm not above sacrificing things and killing people, but like, I don't seek it out. And I don't really think that this is real. <laughs> That's why I left, I think. Okay. It was a cult about evolving organic life to the next level and you thought maybe you were a result of that then you realize no they're just thinking about the weird tech stuff in people that's not what I'm about yeah so um how dark do we want to get well we have Neldo <laughs> I mean <laughs> should I open up my chest again no thank you <laughs> okay so I left because like, I'm a monster hunter, right? Great. When they started sacrificing, like, normal, like, human or alien children that, like, weren't monsters, I was like, okay, we out. Like, I'm... Nope. Are you why the cult doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. And all of those kids have found new homes and have no memories of anything, because in science fiction world, it's really easy to make memories go away, especially when they're kids. It's much a little bit more pliable, and they don't need to remember that. Yeah, no. The leader was not so godlike with his brain splattered against the wall with a shotgun. Sometimes gods die put down like a dog. Stole that from um, a big ship at the edge of the universe. It's a really good book. You should go read it. I think I own it. I need so to read it. You should go read it. I need to talk about it. I need to talk to people about that book. Oh, I have Lovecraft fans here right now, I'm reading a really, really good book by Ruthanna Emery's called uh, Wintertide, and it has a sequel called Deep Roots that acts as like a direct sequel to The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Um, it's very, very good. My book rec of the, of the pod. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Lovecraft fan. I enjoy eldritch horror but uh lovecraft can get bent oh well yeah lovecraft person. sucks agreed yeah yes 100 percent. and that's what i love about this book that flavor of horror yeah that's that's like that kind of weird 
Eldritch Horror. This one is very, very good, and it dives into looking at the Deep Ones of Innsmouth as just another religious community. It's, very, it's just really good. I just, I'll, I can, I'll send you guys links about it. Yay. I'm in a Cthulhu podcast, so yes. <laughs> I think we've done all of the setup bits that we need to do, and do you all want to have been working together as monster hunters, or you're trying to make a name for yourself in this business of being the cleanup crew? Or if you want to come up with a better name for this business, go for it. I, that's just what I've been calling it in my head since I got the idea, like, yesterday. <laughs> I like the cleanup crew. I think it makes, because this is, these are going to be, like, one-offs, and we don't know how often we're going to be coming back to it, if ever. I think it'd be cool if we were already kind of established, so that way we can just kind of get into the action of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been doing this for a while, looking to expand the name a little bit, still... It's starting to spread. Your name is starting to spread, but it's kind of slow, and most people aren't as familiar with what exactly it is you clean up. Are you like house cleaning? And you're like, no. We clean the monsters that sneak into your ship out of your ship. So, in a way, we're house cleaners. <laughs> yeah, in a way. So, let's just start off. You are at a spaceport dock looking for work just landed in a new place, got paid for one job. You're kind of between jobs. You're looking for something new. There's a lot of people walking around, and what are y'all gonna do? Is there somebody that looks like they're pretty confident that they just got a good contract around? Just roll just straight plus sharp. Alrighty. To see if you notice anyone. Ooh, it's really not my forte. That's a six. All right, Mark Experience, we're starting off good. Sick. Also means I get to make a hard move. So as you're looking around, you see this group of people that are huddling around, glancing around furtively. And with your knowledge of human behavior, you're like, they're huddling around because they don't want people to know how much money they have. They're doing well. Let's go talk to them. And they've got, like, these mysterious-looking crates next to them. They're trying, like, standing in a shady corner. I go over there immediately. Or what are the rest of y'all doing? As Naldo just goes off to what looks like it's either, like, a drug or a weapons deal going on over in the corner. <laughs> Is anyone going to try and stop them? Or are you all paying attention? Malaya might follow them and be like, Neldo, Neldo. Don't. No. (laughs) I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm getting us a job. Don't worry. Trust me, when there's large groups of people and they're huddling around, that means they're concealing either an opportunity for large sums of money or large sums of money. Either one we need. Therefore, I am going over there and I'm going to retrieve it. At this point, you're close enough that some of the people in the group can see and it's like, Hey, what do you want? Also, what in the world are- what the hell are you? 
<laughs> that is such a good question, and thank you so much for asking it. I'm going to do some mental dominion over the person that is talking to me. You're gonna do what now? <laughs> I have two moves. <laughs> I have unholy strength and mental dominion. So, Malaya, <laughs> you see the small white iris in my eye start to wiggle and expand as I look ahead at this person. Oh, God! Did you fail again? That's a... That's a five. Are you rolling 2d6 or just 1d6? I'm rolling 2d6. I got a 2 and a 1 and my charm is plus 2. Okay, so... 1. Mark experience. (laughs) 2. Get new dice. Please. (laughs) Otherwise, Neldo might be getting arrested. (laughs) Or murdered. We'll see. (laughs) Well, they can try. As you try and do it, it almost has the reverse effect. Instead of you bending them to their will, you you just feel like you should just do whatever they say. Okay. Eileen, what are you doing before I continue messing with Nelda? Uh, I think but <laughs> Malaya at that point is like, Nelda, abort, 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 while sort of preparing to she she's not actually going to attack yet but she's just like no no we got to go got to nope nope mm-mm. <laughs> sort of trying I mean, to tug them away <laughs> your chaos children have wandered over into a very bad situation and it seems to be not going well would you like to read a bad situation i mean at some point I have to figure out that Neldo is gonna Neldo and Malaya is gonna Malaya. <laughs> but I can read a bad situation, I guess. Where is my other dice that I was going to use today? Come here. Um. Okay. <laughs> this may turn into a very different story than what I had planned, which was not much, but I had planned. <laughs> sure. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, Malaya's trying, but... <laughs> uh, six, seven, eight, plus two, ten. Okay, alrighty, that is really good. On a ten plus, hold three. Um, so it's best way in, what's my best way out, are there any dangers we haven't noticed, what's the biggest threat, what's most vulnerable to me, and what's the best way to protect the victims? A.K.A. your disaster children. (laughs) So what's my best way in? It's a pretty open spaceport, so you can easily just walk right up to them. No one else seems to have noticed what's going on yet. I mean, I don't necessarily mean... Physically... Do I see anything that I recognize that would get me an in with these people? Does that make sense? What's the best way to get into the conversation? Yes. Okay, so with that, as you're looking, you've had to deal at least around shady. Actually, no, you've had to deal with shady people before, given your background. Uh-huh. But 
So looking at them, you, you get the sense that they mostly just want to be left alone. They don't mm -hmm. want anyone messing with their stuff. So it's kind of, if you can kind of get between them and get the other two out of their sight until they can finish whatever business they've got going on, it should mm -hmm. be fine. That is, if you can get an elbow away from them. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed yet? Looking at the crates, they're gun crates. And these people are armed and they're surrounded by crates full of weapons. It's it's subtly marked. Not just anyone would be able to notice them, but you've bumped into the crew before, and you're like, oh, those look suspiciously like weapons crates. Also, um, I see signs of everyone is packing heat that is staring at my group. What's the best way to protect my two idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Getting them out of that situation as soon as possible before they have a chance to really freak this group out. Because at the moment, it just look they, they've just kind of walked up and been a little weird. So the sooner you get them away, the less time they have to talk. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... And the less likely they are to notice that Neldo's mind thing backfired. Yeah. I'm gonna walk up to my two problem children. I'm gonna kind of whistle. I'm gonna, hey, you two, job lead this way. Do y'all listen? You said it was bouncing back to me. So am I able to listen? So it didn't exactly bounce back. It just made you more susceptible to doing what whoever you're talking to wants you to do. Oh, then I immediately go back to Eileen. Malaya would do the same. She was mainly just staying there trying to get Nelda away, so... <laughs> yeah. Since like, you're okay. walking away, one of the people says, Hey, you didn't answer my question. Well, what was your question? I didn't hear it. They're shouting to Nelda, the one that came up to them. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna answer anyways. I do turn back to them, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, what was your question? asking what you're doing and what are you I planned on taking your things they look very upset at this I obviously failed therefore I will not be taking your things Malaya take Neldo please yeah will do he simply asked me a question I do not understand the animosity I answered it I answered it honestly Yes, I'm very proud of you for telling the truth. Please go with Malaya. I'm just grumbling as Malaya takes me away. <laughs> I, I just picture Malaya, like, takes by the hand, leads away like mm -hmm. a disobedient child. Yeah. You've gotten over the weird texture. Okay, yeah. It's like, it kind of molds Malaya's around like, your fingers. Don't... Oh, like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when you're squeezing Play-Doh. Blatant honesty isn't always best, Neldo. <sighs> Come on. When people are being secretive, they want to be left alone. The other two are grumbling and watching your crew as they walk away. Find anything missing, we'll know who to talk to. How close do you think they got? Your boxes are locked. Mind your business. 
They don't say anything, but with the way they're looking at you, you know, it's, you, you need to step carefully around them, otherwise someone might get an idea. You can get all the ideas you want. I don't care. What do y'all do now? I continue to watch them. I want because if I turn my back, this guy's gonna attack me, maybe. You just stand there and watch them? Uh, did the first guy, Mr. Nasty Pants, or whatever, did he turn back with his buddies? After a few seconds, they mostly go back to their business, but there's at least one of them keeping an eye on you. Fine, I go and try and fly, find the ding-dongs. What were you going to ask, Alexis? I was going to ask if they'd be considered a minion, but since the situation resolved itself, it's fine. Though I think Malai will be trying to find something else to distract Neldo with. Now they'll just start sculpting the top of their head to make a new hairstyle. <laughs> they take part of it and then they just start twisting it around their arm like a taffy puller to give themselves the illusion of long, thin hair. You see your brother just says, Mommy, what are they doing? Duh, I take down for Let's just oh, we forgot something back on the ship. Come on back inside. <laughs> I look over at the child. This is what a haircut is. Mom has already taken the kid back on the ship. Just <laughs> doesn't want to explain that. <laughs> so as at least two of you are potentially looking for a job, what I would like whoever's looking around for potential work to roll to read a bad situation. Did I catch up with them? I kind of picture you weren't all, all that far to begin with and they were going back to the ship and you can still be kind of looking around as you're going back to them. And I will. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. I think I'm still recovering, so I'm not really looking right now. Yeah, Malaya, I think it's trying to keep Neldo out of more trouble. How long of a hair view are you going for, Neldo? I want it to go below my butt. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, so what'd you get for your investigative mystery, Casey? Five. Miss. You don't hear anything, and Mark experience. I wonder if we're gonna get a level up today. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try then? Just on the off yeah. chance that I somehow hear. Yeah, because you, you said you were looking for something to distract Neldo, and Neldo seems to want work, so find work. Okay. Okay, that's that's a seven. Okay, on to seven to nine, hole one. So looking at the question, what happened here, what sort of creature is it, what can it do, what can hurt it, where did it go, what is it going to do, and what is being concealed here? Which one of those questions do you want to ask and that will impact um, the thing you see or, and or hear? Oh boy. There will be opportunities for future roles. This is just for catching the sign of, oh hey, there might be work over this way. Let's do what happened. As you're looking around, you see a couple dock stalls down. You hear the like a captain of a ship grumbling about, ah, I'm sick and tired of whatever that stupid thing is eating through her. Look at this damage it did to the cargo ship. I swear that's what happened with energy couplings down in the bathroom, and that's why nothing works in there. 
and it's eaten like half of our rations on the last trip, and I know Captain, I've been trying to find it, but it's not, we can't find it anywhere. We need to get that damn thing off the ship. It's costing us more money than it's worth to fix the ship. We just need to deal with this, and I, I don't know how. And they seem particularly stressed out, and you're the only one that seems to catch this conversation. But it looks like there is somebody in need of dealing with a creature that is on their ship. I sort of whispered to Nelda, hey, Nelda, you have a job, and just sort of turned that direction. <laughs> I follow behind. Have you finished your hair? Oh yeah, my hair is done. It is long, and it is one piece. Think of it like a flap. Very thin <laughs> flap. Oh, Nelda, we have to talk. We have to talk about so many things. I've given myself bangs, which is just me pressing my forehead in to create, like, the illusion of a bang. <laughs> a lot of weird looks, but people seem more just confused than their usual amount of terrified as you walk away. I feel beautiful. I don't know what they're looking at, but I feel I feel gorgeous. This is the best I've ever looked. I love getting haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the reason you don't notice anything is you've been, like, watching Nelda work on their new haircut. <laughs> yeah. Then walking away. So, you see, Malaya is hurting Nelda in a direction. But it's not going to be hard for you to catch up to them. Okay. I'm going. They weren't near the ship. Now they're starting to walk away from the ship. <laughs> but this time, Malaya is definitely in the lead. Going up to Malaya. Is that better? Is that worse? Following them. I'll say you're able to catch up before you get to the ship, and at this point you're close enough, you can see that it looks like there are people unloading these crates, and they kind of look like they've been, like, chewed on. One looks like something actually, like, chewed its way into it. I mean, it's not the sturdiest material for crates. Um, some of the sturdier ones, you can see like little scratch marks or something tried to nod its way in and it didn't work. And you just see two people who look incredibly frustrated about something. And what do you do? I'm actually going to turn to Malaya. What do you this direction? They are having pest issues. I heard them say there's something in their hull that they can't find and is eating through their cargo and affecting the power couplings could be very lucrative. Alright, well, let's offer our services. They are, do seem to be offloading quite a bit of cargo and it's a pretty nice ship. Can I try and see who looks like like a boss or like a like a foreman or just a straight plus chart to see if you can puzzle out who's in charge. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Alright, so as you're walking up, you can you can hear their conversation. They're continuing to talk about like, did you check this? Did you check this? Or someone listing it off, another person that's like, it's like, yeah, and I tried this and I tried this, so it's you're able to pick out that the person asking all of the questions is probably the person in charge. If they're not the charge of the whole ship, they're at least, like, in charge of cargo or something. So they're a sort of management position. Okay. So I'm going to approach them. Mm-hmm. 
Good afternoon, good sir. My name is Eileen, and we represent the cleanup crew. We take care of pest problems, big or small, for ships coming in and out, and I can't help but notice that it looks like you have something damaging your cargo. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on The Cleanup Crew, a Monster of the Week mini-campaign and an Aboard the Opal Star side story. Featuring Chan playing Neldo, Alexis playing Malaya, and Casey playing Aileen. The Cleanup Crew is an in-universe comic book series favored by Talamir Damarais Aboard the Opal Star. It follows a group of monster hunters who market their services as sci-fi pest control, working planet-side to dock-side to ship-side, whatever you need, wherever you need it. I hope you've enjoyed this because we will be seeing more of the cleanup crew in the future. And who knows what adventures they'll find. <laughs>